one of the difficulties, I suppose, is that there are three parties in government and that each of the party leaders uh, picks whatever uh, ministers and ministers of state uh, are due to that party independently of each other. So in this instance, uh, because of the resignation of Damien English, which I must say I thought was quite harsh, um, the vacancy falls for the Taoiseach uh, Leo Varadkar to fill. So the other two party leaders, or indeed anybody else, has no say in it. Um, I did see a good lot of speculation over recent, the day and a half or whatever length it was, to the effect that it would be very likely to be a rural TD. So there does seem to be some surprise on that front. And of course, I have no idea what criteria were taken into account by Leo Varadkar. But Tony, as a whole, if you look at that situation, I know it was Leo Varadkar's decision. You mentioned obviously there are two other parties involved in government as well. But you're leaving 10 counties with no minister at all. And the Dublin Ratdown area has three. I mean, is that really fair? Is that a fair representation when issues that need to be addressed go to cabinet or go to government? There are advantages for areas in having somebody, particularly in cabinet, or indeed having somebody as a minister of state in um, critical department, which that one is because it's probably a minister of state position in enterprise. I served in that department one time and there's a lot of influence there, of course. But ultimately, it's the decision of the party leader. Of course, I'd be delighted if uh, Joe Carey had been appointed and he's been around a good while and has served his party and the county well. Uh, And his name was being mentioned, of course. But um, for whatever reason or mixture of reasons, the Taoiseach has decided Neil Richmond's the man. Well, then do we need to look at perhaps policy changes in terms of the spread of representation so that rural areas do have their voices heard? Would you be in favour of something like that or that at least being looked at or researched? It sounds like a good idea, but it would be very difficult to implement in practice and the appointments of ministers and ministers of state are set out constitutionally and also in legislation, uh, but constitutionally in particular, and I think it would be virtually impossible to do, actually. And why is that? Is it because it's just in the Constitution? I mean, Constitution can be amended. It can, and I'm sure there are a lot of um, elements of the Constitution that people would like to have amended. I'm not sure that that would come in the top 10 or even 20 uh, and it mightn't be that easily done anyway, because when you when you make changes to the constitution, they can be fairly far-reaching, especially as was found when when the referendum in relation to abolishing the Senate was held. Uh, the people tend to have um, uh, an affinity to the constitution that you have to give them a really good reason if you want them to amend it. And I'm not so sure that people would necessarily jump to that being a good reason. And with the vast majority of the population in the cities... I can't imagine them being too excited about it. So do you think that this is playing into party politics in terms of looking towards the next election and because the Taoiseach at the moment is in the Dublin area that then you therefore have ministers of state and ministers appointed within that area as well? Well, political considerations have also all of us come into play in the appointment of ministers and ministers of state. And I suppose ge- geography has come into play as well. And <clears throat> normally you, you'd expect um, um, male-female balance to come into play. Now, of course, Damien English was a man, obviously, so that was probably less of an issue than it might otherwise have been. But um, 
there were all kinds of factors taken into account and obviously uh, Leo Varadkar felt that uh, the best advantages were served by appointing Neil Richmond on this occasion. So going back to the idea of policies, obviously there's been a lot of talk about gender quotas in politics. Do we need to look at geographic quotas? Could they be looked at in the same mind frame or are we off the wall with such a suggestion? I think it'd be very difficult to do because the essence of democracy is that the the people decide and you can't tell them where to be, I suppose. And when, when the majority of people are obviously in the greater conurbations in Dublin, Cork, Limerick, Galway, wherever, and uh, they would obviously have an equal right to have a say as anybody else might have. I, I don't see that you could easily decide to make allocations uh, simply on the basis of geography. It would seem very difficult. So what could we do then in terms of making sure that the concerns of the Midwest and Clare are heard? If we don't have a minister or a minister of state position, how do we ensure that we get the same earplay or airtime as other counties who do have a minister or minister of state position? At the moment in, in Clare, we have seven Oireachtas members, which is probably the biggest representation in terms of numbers that we've ever had. I, I don't remember any more than six previously and even that was fairly infrequent and I'm sure they all work hard and they all do their best to represent the views of their constituents uh, and ultimately uh, no more than many other counties uh, that's what you turn to in terms of getting your concerns heard and, and I think generally speaking the seven Oireachtas members in Clare are committed and hardworking. So do you think overall that Clare isn't as adversely impacted as other counties would be by not having a minister or minister of state? Well, the advantage of having a minister or minister of state is over a longer term, sometimes issues arise where where the minister or minister of state can have a direct input. Um, Sometimes over a long period, there are advantages um, strategically. But um, because the party leaders are the ones who can decide it. There's very little we can do about it except elect good quality people and support them to uh, represent us to the best of their ability. But if you were to judge it, do you think that Claire is doing as well as we could have in her in terms of having our issues heard without a Minister of State or is it inevitable that you are not going to get as much um, as much of your issues heard because you don't have that position? Is that just an inevitability that we have to accept? Well, there are advantages when you have a minister or a minister of state. There's no doubt about that. Nobody can deny that. There's a lot of evidence to support that. But at the moment, we don't have. And um, we're, we're relying on the seven Oireachtas members to deliver. So we need to accept that for now? Well, certainly, um, the Taoiseach has made his decision on this particular one. So that's where we're at for the moment. But hopefully that'll change uh, frequently and at various stages in the future.